Welcome to these Flimsy Rituals, an actual play podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today is Steve Martin. Hey, I'm Steve, and I'm on Twitter at purple underscore Steve. Elizabeth Simones. Hi, I'm Ziz, and you can find me on Twitter at csilkgames. And joining as a special guest this episode, Helen Gould. Hello everyone, I'm Helen. You might know me from the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. And if not, you can find me on Twitter at Electo101. And I'm your host, Adam Dixon. You can follow me on Twitter at, at T Dixon. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Flimsy Rituals. We've also got a website at flimsyrituals.com and we've got a Discord, which you can find a link to on our website and on our Twitter, I think. Today, we are welcoming Helen to the show. I'm very welcome. Thank you very much. For a special episode where we're going to be playing a game called This Thing We Started by Tracy Barnett. This Thing We Started is a game based on For the Queen. Essentially, it is a game where we're going to draw some cards and answer some prompts and we're going to build a little world or scenario together. We'll go over precisely what the game is about in a minute, but first I just wanted to quickly go over the world that we're playing in, in case you're new to the podcast and you haven't listened before and you've, you know, maybe come to listen because you're a fan of Rusty Quill or, you know, you're a fan of Helen and... (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea that I have my own personal legion of fans. (laughs) I'm sure they're out there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're all Helen fans on this podcast. There we go. At least one. (laughs) Yay. I mean, we can we can quite easily say that one in five people is a fan of Helen. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we are playing in our world called Rhine. So if you've gone to this podcast feed and looked at all of our episodes, all of our episodes are set in this world. It's a fantasy world that we've kind of created through all of these different games. And this is essentially designed to be a one-shot game that you can jump in at if you've never listened before. I'll quickly go over what the world is like and and some of the core principles, but I'm not going to spend long on it. I think you'll find a lot of that out through the game. So Rhine is a world that's in its autumn. The forces that once held it together are fading, and we don't really know whether it will survive the coming winter. What the people here are left with are the remnants. They are the husks of gods, strange titans that shape everything around them in their image. They are the broken anchors of this world. Essentially, they're big titans, like something in Shadow of the Colossus, but much broader in shape and style. Each of them has a domain that they watch over or look after, and in the landscape around them, they make that domain real, so they shape the world to to match them. If they were a remnant built around Lament, they might shape their territory to have jagged cliffs and broken seas, If they were a remnant of bounty, they might have fields full of golden wheat, struggling to hold their heavy heads. And humans exist in this world, living alongside these titans. They offer tribute, they build their communities in their shadows. There is not a place in Rhine that's not shaped by the remnants, and humans live by their whims. As well as the landscape being shaped, humanity has been changed as well. Humanity is broad. Humans might have scales, they might be able to photosynthesize, they might have fur. The changes aren't exact, but every human is adapted in some way. A last couple of things I'll go over before we jump into the game. Ghosts are real and exist in this world. Spirit is a thing that 
all humans have. They have a, a physical form and a spiritual form. And that spirit ties through all things. I think particularly tethered to the remnants. And I'm not going to get too far into like how that works right now, because I think we might play with some of that today. Because the game we're playing is all about creation. We are going to be playing as a group of people creating something. We haven't quite decided what. We'll explore that through play, and we'll, we'll find that out through play. But we're going to be creating something that isn't mundane, something, something maybe supernatural, something really interesting. And then that creation is going to run away from us. Should we, should we maybe read out the, the intro for this game? Sure. I didn't know if that's a rhetorical question or not. <laughs> you, you can do whatever you like. You're running the thing. <laughs> so there are some cards, I think four cards that we can read out that kind of set the scene for the game. Okay. And essentially we take turns reading them. So would someone like to read that first line? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall I shall I do a booming narrative voice? <laughs> if you'd like to, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> you are all creators. You each use science, magic, power, or energy to bring things into being. How am I supposed to follow that? <laughs> I mean, Beautiful. you have to now. <laughs> All right, all right. Sorry, sorry. It's it's all good. It's all Just good. immediately let's, showing let's you this. up let's, on yeah, your own yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's go. Your greatest creation, your masterpiece, has broken free. You must follow its trail. You and your companions are on the trail of your creation. You will destroy it, or it will destroy you. So where's the narrative voice? <laughs> I'm not doing a narrative voice. <laughs> on your turn, draw a question and answer it, or pass it on to someone else. Proceed until you reach your creation, and you destroy it, or it destroys you. If you see content that you do not want through the game, there's an X card in front of us. We can tap that at any time to remove content from the game. No questions asked. And the way it plays out is we're going to take it in turns to draw cards from a shuffled deck until we draw the last card. There's one card that triggers the end. And we'll answer the questions on it or pass that question on to someone else. One of the interesting things that we're maybe not going to find out today is the final question, which is you will destroy it or it will destroy you when we reach the creation because we're going to be playing a second game as well. So we are playing this thing we started which is a game about creators chasing their creation. There will be another game in the next episode with Fryn, Ryan, and Beck, and, and Ben Meredith, also from Rusty Quill. So they will be playing the companion game to this, whose name I do not have. Uh, Broken Hearted? Wait a minute, this is a Brian Adams thing, isn't it? I've only just noticed. Yes, they, they are both Brian Adams-based games that were made for the 90s jam. How dare they... Brian Adams from Westlife. Wait, what? What? No, Brian Adams from Brian Adams. Like the singer. He did Summer of 69. Oh, who am I thinking of? Um, Westlife Brian. Brian McFadden. <laughs> Close, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, they will be playing 
the Brokenhearted, which is the companion game to this, where they will be playing as the creation being pursued by us. So we'll get to see it from both sides, and then I think at the end of that game, we'll find out what happens to the creation. Does that sound good, everyone? Yeah, sweet. That sounds fab. So one of the things that we get, we, we get a lot of scope here to define the starting situation of the game. So we get to define what, what it is we're creating, what our creation is like, maybe where we are a little bit. I don't want to dive into too much details because I think we'll find that out as we ask the questions in the game. But if anyone has any strong ideas for, for what we might be doing, what kind of creation we're making, where we might be, any kind of community or terrain we're in, then feel free to shout that out. I had a thought. Okay. But it was basically the equivalent of, you know, like they have like the snowball that starts at the top of the mountain and then it comes bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. But something that like collects a bit of a remnant when it goes to the territory. So it starts off like a small little bunny rabbit and then you've no idea where it's going to end up. Like as, like for science to like have it go off into the world and then come back. And then you study it to go like, ah, there's all these types of remnants and nothing could ever go bad about that. Oh, we made a homing rabbit. A, 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 a homing rabbit that's really hungry for remnants or something like that. I don't know. That sounds cool. I guess, yeah, because I guess um, one of the things is that remnants are almost like big anchors for spirit in the world. A haunted homing rabbit. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So spirit in this world, I always conceptualize it as being a bit like Fred that spreads between all things. And the remnants, their domains are basically shaped by the spirit that that remnant collects. Okay. So it's almost going through the world, taking bits of that as it as it passes places. Kind of like a hollow envoy. Hmm, yeah. Like something that humans have created to sort of study remnants or do something with them. I mean, we can work that out as we play as well. So I, I, was, I was thinking, which I think quite possibly ties into this, but what if, like the remnant of our area has been has been killed or has died and we've created an envoy from what was left of it created something from what was left maybe i like the idea of like the remnant being involved in this somehow like because i think if the remnant is dead it takes it off screen Mm -hmm. whereas i'd like it to potentially be on screen a little bit cool yeah but maybe Maybe this is a thing that the remnant is helping to create because it's growing weak. So it's not necessarily it's not necessarily died yet, but maybe it needs something. I mean, it could just be curious. Yeah. And like if it's curious and stuck in place, then this thing that we're sending out is uh it's its way of seeing the world. Hmm, I like that. Oh, I like that. If it's like we're um, a sedentary people and remnant sending out some kind of, I, I did just imagine it as kind of some kind of rodent that I don't know where it goes <laughs> later on. No, I'm I'm on board with the rabbit thing because the idea of a rabbit sort of growing and changing and turning into something completely unexpected Terrifying. as it goes into places <laughs> it shouldn't is amazing. So there's a remnant and it, what we create a rabbit for it or it makes it itself or... Maybe between us, yeah. yeah. Maybe us in collaboration. Yeah. Oh, so the remnant's like, can you make me a rabbit? And we're like, yeah, let's have a go. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Cool. I mean, we can touch on this as we start to do it, but like, maybe it's not like a rabbit made out of like meat or something, but I like the idea that it's almost like got sticks and stuff sticking out of it. But yeah. Hmm. 
a topiary rabbit mm. <laughs> that runs around. Almost like big spindle wheels. A hollow topiary rabbit that <laughs> yes. consumes remnant energy. An ent rabbit. <laughs> I think what, what we've essentially created is some kind of probe. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like a Mars rover, but the Mars rabbit. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> but one that has to carry with it whatever it finds. And it's it's sentient then? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Is it properly sentient or is it a part of the remnants? Maybe it'll become sentient. Ooh. It starts out under control and then it sort of gains personality and sort of <laughs> consciousness as it explores. Yeah, go for it. I quite like this. And I think there's a lot of space for us to decide what we've contributed to it as we start answering these prompts as well. You know, we could be the remnant that's given a piece of ourselves. We could be binders or weavers or, or just people that have helped to build it. We can all decide that on an individual basis, I think. But if everyone's happy with it, should we jump into play? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the way it works is we take it in turns to draw cards. And on your turn, you can answer the question or you can pass it to someone else. Who would like to take the first turn? Why, why, why don't you go for it? Okay. So. You and your creation used to play a game. Why did you let it win? Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Part of the reason I didn't want a dead remnant was kind of selfish, I guess, because I'd like to maybe be the remnant. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's really adorable. Yeah. Just the idea of the remnant playing a game with this slightly unusual envoy. <laughs> yeah. So I think this this remnant is built into an island. Do you know when you get around like the coast, you have like big stacks of rock sticking up around it? Mm-hmm. I think it is a collection of those that surrounds like the edges of an island, almost forming up like like a hand under the island surrounding it. And I think it communicates its whims and desires by the wind that kind of whistles through all of the, the holes and tunnels that are built into this rock. And I think partially why it's here is it's settled here because it on on the breeze it can hear the secrets of other lands, but those have started to die down a little bit. So I think, for me, building this is a way for, for me to send something out into the world, to find out more about what's out there. I think the game we used to play with the creation is... I think I would encourage it to roam around the island, and I would watch it as it explored the, the different places and burst into people's homes, and the aim would be to find out someone's secret before I could hear it myself, before it was carried on the breeze towards me. And because I wanted the creation to to believe in its own ability, to believe in its own value to me, I would always let it win and let it whisper the secret to me, even, even if I'd got it first. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. One, one little question. Did it ever yes. actually win? I think it started to. <gasps> Towards the end, I think it started to. There's this question, right? There's this question of, like, we're all, cre- like, chasing after the creation. Or at least I imagine some people are. Maybe maybe this island moves. Maybe I'm, like, maybe the rocks are only one part of me and I'm just kind of dragging this island across the sea at the bottom. I quite like that, like a turtle made out of rocks. Yeah. 
sweet. Yeah, like a giant spider crab almost. Ooh, that's <gasps> yes! even better. I love spider crabs. Like big long legs and then like these rocks that stick up, yeah. And the island is just sort of a rock that is balanced between between the rocks. <laughs> I say spider crab, I don't think it has a crab body. I think it's just spider crab style legs that then attach to like almost like a huge rock hand that has these fingers of stone sticking out. In my head, it's like a massive table with like an island on top of it. <laughs> yeah, in some ways, yeah. And I think some of the rocks have holes in. I think others... I I don't know whether you know whether it's my appearance or whether people carved them in, but I think there are faces and mouths where the holes are. Sweet. And each of them has like a slightly different voice. But yeah, I, I think before we let it go, it started started to win. It started to collect things faster than I could. I'm not sure whether I was scared of that or not, but at least some of the people who helped me build it were. Hmm. I think the name of the remnant is Inahus. I-N-A-H-U-S. Lovely. Can I draw the next card? Yeah, go for it. Definitely. How exciting. So that is the Six of Hearts. So... One of your companions is most responsible for your creation breaking free. Who? What happened? Ooh. I feel like this is one of like, the biggest questions, so like we're going to probably gonna have to collaborate on this a lot. Yes, yeah. Um, Ziz, you're responsible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, the creation is like, it's like, so it's like a little rabbit thing. Should we give it a name instead of rabbit thing? I quite like something like the spindle, or but I'm happy for other suggestions too. I like that. Hmm. I can't remember like when you like you're weaving thread and like the is that the 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 stick bit where you collect all the thread. Yeah, I think so. As it's a probe, what about curiosity? But that's isn't that literally that's the like name? Literally of the, the yeah. name of the Mars rover. It is, <laughs> and it's it, and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I, I like it having each everyone having different names, I guess. Like its cl- its classification name is like a spindle or mm. a type of envoy, but having lots of pet names as people are mm. working on it. Mm. Yeah, so like some of the questions that might come up are about creating nicknames as well. Mm. I think that's cute. Okay. So how about the official name is the spindle and then we all have different versions i can't wait next episode to hear what the creation calls itself and it's all like (laughs) yes can i also just say that thrin has given a very good name oh oh it's called neps small bits of fiber that's very cute it's it's it yeah i i really i think that's a really cool name yeah, let's call it Neps. It is now called Neps. Okay. So we need to figure out how it broke free. Yeah. Sis, do you have any idea of who your character is? Oh, yes. Good point. Uh, I have no idea what my character is at all. Um, Oops. <laughs> do, you, do you have an idea of what you worked on? I guess uh, something I was interested in, because I really enjoyed that kind of looking at the lines of spirit at the very end of Tiding. Yeah. 
but I haven't been able to work with that at all. I haven't done any characters that really did much with that. So I guess a weaver. Okay. And what's a weaver? The way I understand it is basically being able to see all of the all of the spirit connections and sometimes fix them, sometimes change where they're connecting for other purposes other than making things better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So maybe you put the wrong spirit and like maybe you, or maybe you put an extra spirit into Neps and that spirit was like, let's go. Possibly. <laughs> I think if I was to release this avalanching snowball rabbit, which I clearly did want to because it's the idea that came to my head. <laughs> it would be for some kind of reason, like people got really attached to Neps and didn't want to this to happen. And so would have forced the hand of like, okay, well, you're not going to be able to stop it. Mm. Yeah, I like the idea there's almost maybe a bunch of the rest of the creators are very there's a set path that it should follow and mm. it should go here and look at here and blah blah. And you think that's very uncreative? Yeah, if it's meant to be curious it should be able to just go where it thinks <laughs> is important. And then it just fell off the map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or maybe like kind of like a controlling attachment to it. Mm. Yeah, I like that because then that sets up tensions between the rest of us in terms of like who blames who for what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so is this something you did on purpose? Is I don't think it works too well, I would think, if this is like strengthening like the desire for curiosity or adding defiance or <laughs> giving it its first piece of a remnant, but giving it the wrong one. Is kind of how I'm imagining it instead of like just like tinkering around. It's more like, okay, we had something already to get this started. We were going to start with a particular one and I went a different direction mm. and it had a greater effect than I was expecting. Cool. I think that's answered the question. Yeah. And does your character have a name, sis? <sighs> Yes, of course. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> if you if you want to have a think between turns about who, the name and you know what they're like, maybe. Yeah, I shall think about it. Yeah, but that means Steve has to go next because I need time to think. Sounds fair. <laughs> well, I guess before Steve does, Helen. Yeah. Do you hold Ziz's character as responsible? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's fair. Maybe. It doesn't have to be fair, but it's what I'm deciding. <laughs> I think I'm pretty pissed at them as well. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've got an idea of who, who I am, and yeah, very upset. How dare you? Oh dear. Before your creation came into being, you were lacking. How has it completed you? Oh no. God, that's good. Like yeah. your baby. <laughs> yeah, it fits so well with the idea I had. So. I'm I'm the gardener. I'm the one who grew it. Oh, from, very good. From a root. And the spirit was woven into it as it grew. But I'm the one who grew its physical form. And I've been responsible for it. And I've watered it and spoken to it and fed it. 
its whole life. And now it's gone. And I think before it came into being, I was very lonely because I spent my whole life around plants. And as much as you love plants, they never love you back. And this one did. Oh, that's so sad. (laughs) And it showed me, it sort of, it treated me like a parent. And I, I could play with it and talk to it and it would seem like it understood. And it would tell me its secrets and sometimes my secrets that I didn't even know I, I, I was keeping. That's very, very cute. Steve, like we've barely started. You can't have like tears happening now. <laughs> That's just not, that isn't fair. I can't believe you let it out. You, you let it free. What have you done? <laughs> I almost feel bad now. Oh. Wait, almost. Clearly I need to try harder. <laughs> I had to go. I had things to do. You're holding it back. Wow. What if I needed it too? It's important to let them leave the nest. <laughs> it wasn't ready. It was too young. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so that's. I guess that's it, unless anyone's got any questions. What's what's um, Neps like, made out of? What plants does it resemble? Oh, does it bloom? Oh yeah, I think it's. I think it's made out of ivy. Lovely. That was shaped around a frame, and mm. it kind of chose its own form once it had kind of grown the core. It chose its own form as it like grew into understanding and seeing the the living things around it. I like that a lot. Can it change form as it goes? Yeah, I think so. Because mm-hmm. um, it's made up of strands, it's made of sort of vines. I think it, it sort of has a comfortable shape, but it can it can change that to a certain degree. I think if it was given enough time, it could change into something significantly different. But yeah. And I was just going to ask: Did you have a name for your character, or are they just called the gardener? I think Vade, Vade the gardener. Are they human? I think yes, yes, I think they are. But I think they're they're a very plant-like human, mm. sort of slow and careful, and photosynthesizes instead of eating, but otherwise human. I like it. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, they're so sad now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not the one who should be apologising. That's his. That's on his. <laughs> well, too bad I'm not apologising yet. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you. (laughs) (laughs) So Ziz, I think you're next. Okay. Your creation needs special care to be truly happy. How can it get this care without you? Well, I kind of feel like what I had in mind, it can't, actually. Mm -hmm. I feel in like the creating of Nep, there's been lots of careful balancing and watching and studying the lines of spirit and how they take on the extra remnants information and making sure that nothing kind of like overpowers the original core but that that's really hard work and really specific work and was never going to happen afterwards So 
to be excited that's like that's definitely going to happen to be able to gather all the information to be excited to be in a state of is knowledge ecstasy a thing something like that that's called nerding out isn't it <laughs> yes i mean there's there's a there's a sort of a theory that learning like the sort of fun is basically the reward for learning right so like that, that that's definitely possible but being able to be truly happy and have balance and have those exist together is something that I'm thinking maybe is just been accepted. I don't know if I've, I've named my character Oklo. I don't know if that's something that they let everyone else know, but yeah, it's not going to happen. Hopefully nothing bad happens because of it. Hopefully not. <laughs> what do we think? Does that work? So it's it's basically does it sort of absorb the the the, the knowledge around it or the the sort of spirit and stuff around it or I think it it captures a bit. Like it it collects a little bit. And does it do it consciously or is it is this just sort of a it's been fed its whole life and then now that it's away it's just absorbing this stuff from the surroundings without even realizing it's doing it i don't know i was kind of thinking of it like so this is like truly nerding so <laughs> but a decade or so ago i was at the jet propulsions laboratory doing a tour because a friend's dad <sighs> literally etched the glass discs that they shoot lasers through they'd put a little bit of soil sample in and they'd shoot a laser through it to see if there's any amino acids Wow. So I've been kind of imagining it a bit like that, where it collects a little bit of a sample of a thing and something happens. But in this case, a bit of it stays behind. It sounds a little bit... One of the, one of the kinds of people that we have that interact with spirit in this world, a, a, a group of people that we call the Unraveling, who are capable of doing big, dramatic magic, but every time they do so because they're pulling in bits of the remnant spirit and using a little bit of their own to tether it together, they kind of lose more and more of themselves. It almost sounds like we've created something like that. An unravelling envoy. Yeah, almost constantly replacing bits of itself with bits that it finds in the world, hmm. which I think is really interesting. So we might meet it again, it's just a totally different creature. I'd love that, because then it's like, will we recognise it? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Uh, background to me, I guess. So, your creation hates one thing more than anything else. What does it hate? I think I might pass this over, maybe? Yeah, I'm going to pass this over to Helen, because we've not heard much from Helen yet. And I'm curious how you'd know this and who you are in relation to it. I think it hates me. <laughs> more than anything else. Yeah. Oh, no. I have decided to call my... Because when you said the gardener, I was like, ooh, cool little um, whatchamacallit nouns. Um, so I am the toy maker. Oh. And my name is going to be Hizuka. And I think that I did all of like the mechanical bits. Like I gave it... You said it's made of ivy and stuff, but it needs joints and things. Yeah. And I think I probably spent 
like so much time like tinkering with it and making it perfect that it got so fed up and it was like no i want to go like hop around <laughs> sweet I, I like to think that i'm like quite an old and grumpy person so i probably and i probably put it through like loads of tests i'm like okay so hop hop again keep hopping there we go do some more and like it was like uh whatchamacallit when you're trying to learn something, but you can only learn it through repetition and then you mm. just start to hate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like all this testing and I was like, I want it to function perfectly before we let it out. And probably it was partly my fault that it, that like everyone got, that you got frustrated enough to like let it go by itself. Because I was like, no, no, we just need one more day of testing. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine between you and Vade, there's a lot of... No, we've got to wait. We can't send it out yet. There's too much pressure. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> God, what a terrible pair of parents we were. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you've got, like, like, the two of you trying to, like, shape it and form it, and then the remnant and myself just going, like, oh, what if we, let's play a game? It can just run all over the island. That's fine. I'm sure this went really well. A great team. Since you're like the cool aunt slash uncle, yeah, that they got at the the games console for Christmas, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's drink wine sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the remnant is the games console. <laughs> no, I like it. I think it's Helen again. Oh yes, it is. Cool. Sorry, I'm just making a note. Neps hates me. Okay, great. <laughs> I really can't wait to hear the other side of this after we've played and just see all of this from a totally different perspective. <laughs> I'm really excited to see, like, this seems like a really fun creation to play. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I like the idea of, like, Akalo being like, yeah, Neps really loves me. And then Neps is just like, no, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Queen of Clubs. <laughs> Your creation lashed out at you once. How did you punish it? Perfect. Amazing. Oh, no. So I think that Hisoka probably had a bit of a strop and was like, well, if you don't want this to work properly, you shouldn't have it at all. And like took the uh, the new joints out. So like it had to sort of like roll everywhere or something. Oh. Or is that too harsh? No, no, that's cool. So I think probably, I think probably I got kicked in the face. I think probably I was working on the knee joints and <laughs> and instead of hopping as I was asking it to do, it kicked me in the face because it wanted to go elsewhere. Oh no. <laughs> so I was like, right, no kicking for you for half an hour because I still want to do all the tests. So you get to sit in the corner and not be able to go anywhere. So you took away its its ability to explore, like the one thing that it it's built for, right? Yes, I am a cruel, cruel taskmaster. Wow. <laughs> Did any of us find out about it? I don't know. Does Neps talk? It hasn't so far. I mean, it told secrets. Yeah, hmm. it, it can talk to me, apparently. Then I'll leave it up to you. I wouldn't have said anything because it was completely inconsequential to me. Was it Was it like for punishment or was it just like... To sort of to stop it doing it again. Well, the question says, "How did you punish it?" 
I suppose, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like from from your point of view, was it a sort of retributive? No, from from my point of view, it was like a like a practical thing, right? Yeah, it was like right. Well, off you go to cool down. Mm-hmm. Since you can't be sensible and work with me properly, <laughs> into the corner. No joints for you. You can have the joints back after supper time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like Inahas probably learned about it as like one of the whispered secrets, but what it thought about what you did, I don't think you ever found out. No, likely not. I, d- I don't think it necessarily meddles in day-to-day life of anyone. So I think it probably mm. had an opinion, but that opinion probably didn't spread anywhere other than maybe to Neps. <laughs> Should we give Nep's pronouns? Yeah, if you want to. Because I'm just, I'm just asking because like, uh, this is a sentient being. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they them would be best. Yeah, I'm happy with it with they them. I think that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, sounds. Right. I'm just always a bit weird, like talking about sentient things as it's. <laughs> yes. Mm. I I think the remnant as well as they them. Yeah. I guess while we're um, do. Okolo and Hezekah have pronouns. I'm also they, them, fade. Hezekah is a he. I'll come back to you. Okay. Well, I think that's me done. <laughs> yeah, I think Steve was next. Alrighty. <laughs> Your creation built something itself. <gasps> Why didn't you destroy what it built? Ooh. Um... I think it built another one of itself. It, it it grew. It grew another another thing that looked like it. Oh, the baby had a baby. Yeah, it it, oh. it it sort of coaxed the vines from another plant into its own shape because it didn't understand didn't understand that it wasn't the vines that um that made them who they were. Oh, you! Oh, I thought you were like giving. Neps, mitosis, or whatever the one is, where it just it separates and <laughs> right. two things. It's like that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound terrifying. I mean, maybe that's something that it picks up. Uh, maybe, but yeah, I think as Neps was growing and learning, they tried to create another companion, and it never came to life. And I never destroyed it because. Well, it's the only thing I've got left of them now that they've left. They've gone. Oh, no. Did it just create the one? I think just the one. I think the the fact that it didn't it didn't come to life like they did. It wasn't able to sort of teach them what they they wanted to learn meant that they didn't try again. It didn't have secrets. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it had a doll's is. It had a doll and you let it go. Oh. It had things to... It had places to explore. It's not my fault. You wouldn't let it go do the thing. (laughs) You wouldn't let let Nips be Nips. You wanted Nips to be, like, here. I'm sure they're happier now. Alrighty. Sis. Oh. Huh. Oh. You have an audio recording of your creation. What does it sound like? Oh. Mm. Yeah, so I made a few changes to a couple of questions that had, like, while your creation was in the lab and things like that, just to make it fit the world. Mm. But this one I kept as it was, because what an audio recording is in this world is very interesting to me. Yeah. 
I might I might pass it to you, Adam. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Yeah, you already talked about like the whistling and the soundscape of this place. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. Mm. That's a point. So I'm curious, yeah, how that, especially since this is an envoy from you, what that means. I, so I think I've got an idea for how Inahas keeps recordings. I think that sounds travel into the, the many holes that litter the rocks that break free from the sea. Inahas collects the best of them and sends it down its body. And I think covering its legs beneath the ocean's surface it is like this bright garden of almost like sea anemone and like coral and, and like similar sort of creatures. And each one of them is built for a certain sound and just kind of, I think, is constantly vibrating beneath the waves, basically playing the sound that Inahas has heard. And I think Inahas kept some recordings of of Neps. I don't know what Neps sounds like. Does that, Do you have any thoughts on that? No, absolutely no idea. What if they sing? They're a singing rabbit. Yes, a singing plant rabbit. <laughs> Maybe they started copying me? Oh. Maybe this entire island is almost full of constant singing of the wind as oh. it passes through all of the holes and like whistles and, and almost seems to play sounds sometimes. I think Neps started to learn how to do that themselves. So if somebody heard the recording, they wouldn't realise that it was a recording of Neps. They'd just think it was you, right? I think it would sound different to other people. I think the recording would sound different to other people. I don't think that Neps was very good at singing. <laughs> so it sounds like somebody trying to sound like the wind through rocks. Yeah. It, it yeah. almost sounds like someone, at least the early recordings I've got, I think it might have learned to sing better than than what I can now. Neps has been out in the world for a while. But I think the recordings that I've got of them are like someone trying to learn how to whistle, but trying to whistle with almost their whole body, trying to pass like gusts of wind through through the ivy and the frame that makes them. I love that. I love that. Have you or Neps ever sung a song that people would recognize as a song? Do you make melodies? I think I have, but I think if any of the songs that I make sound like melodies to the people on the island, it's through accident. Because I think the songs that I make aren't necessarily made for humans. Apart from on like a few occasions, maybe once or twice a century, where I decide to make a song for someone. I don't know whether Neps' singing is recognisable. Was Neps one of the people you made a song for? Yeah. I think I'm always singing to... To the creatures and the envoys and the things that aren't human. Sweet. So I'm next. Um, your creation badly hurts someone. Why <gasps> does this give you such shame? Oh. Oh lord. I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this question, but I just want to offer the first bit to everyone else. Did it hurt one of you, or did it hurt someone else here? Hmm. I don't think it was me. I mean, it could have been me. Yeah, or me. I think that's 
that might be an interesting sort of twist in the relationship. Mm. Could it be both of you? Maybe? Yeah. How would it hurt both of us? Maybe there was some kind of event, like a festival or something, mm-hmm. where it was at the centre of it. Wait, how how big is Neps? I don't know. Oh, I was imagining this as, like, not physical, actually. How do you mean? As in the harm or Neps, Neps themselves? The harm. Like, Neps, like, oh. either, like, ate someone, a bit of someone's spirit Ooh. Oh, or... I was genuinely like it, like Neps took out an eye. <laughs> no, or like um, shared a secret somehow of someone that really destroyed something. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that is good. Yeah, like 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 it's yeah, stole someone's a bit of someone's spirit because it didn't know better. But yeah, mm. I, I like that it could almost be both as well. It it could mm. have caused an yeah. injury and taken a bit of spirit at the same time. Yeah. Mm. What if? What if it told Hizika Vade's secret or the other way around? Mm. And now uh, Hizika and Vade have like a fractured relationship. Yeah, and it just kind yeah. of ruined what what they used to have, whatever that was. Ooh. Were we friends? Yeah, I'd imagine so. I mean, we're working quite closely on this project. It's a, it's a, a real labor of love, I'd imagine. Well, I'm asking because we could also be rivals. <laughs> that's also very, that's good, yeah. But we can be friends, and that maybe we were friends, and now we're rivals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what was the secret? I was gonna say maybe like the idea that it's both secrets about each other, but also it could be like there's almost pieces of each other, pieces of each other's spirit in each other, and that's just deeply mm. confusing to both of you. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. when when Vade gets angry, Hisoka feels it, and you know when Hisoka gets sad, Vade gets sad, or whatever. And we don't want to because we don't like each other anymore. Yeah, that's really cool. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, if, if there was a secret, I'd love to know what that is as well. Hmm. What's a a Hizuka secret that would make Vade angry? I think Vade's secret is that they think Hizuka's work is completely unnecessary. <laughs> How dare <laughs> it's you? Absolutely pointless because because Nep's. They've got their own life. They've got their own body, you know. I've already created a body. What's all this machinery for? It's mm. ugh, disgusting. Trying to force it into human form almost. Yeah, it's completely unnecessary. Nep should be able to take their own form, choose their own form. Hmm. I think... I want to go to something like Hizuka stole something from your garden oh. or like caused some damage to happen to your garden. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is it is it the thing that Nep's made? Did that go missing? No, because oh wait, oh. Unless I took it and now you have it because you came you came storming in and took it back. Just just like without saying anything, just walk straight past you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Hizuka probably saw it as something like, oh, this is an inanimate thing that I can practice on. Oh yeah. So like it's in his workshop, and you're like, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's their favourite toy. Can't have it. Give it back. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I love this. I I love this rivalry. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly this isn't isn't like uh, enemy number one anymore. (laughs) I feel like Inahas obviously feels great shame over this. Mm. I almost like the idea that this place is almost 
the island is almost a place of sanctuary where I've mm. almost brought people to. There's maybe a few people who were born here, but a lot of people are people that I've persuaded to come, and and maybe this squabble has started bleeding out amongst other members of this community. So I'm both like feel shame that this has happened to you here, but also I'm constantly reminded of it as people take either side and refuse to talk to each other. And every time I see you pass in the streets and things like that, mm. I'm not sure whether I feel ashamed at what Neps did though. Mostly just the outcome of it. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like you created this as like a place for peace, and now there's conflict on it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And not even good creative conflict, just petty squabbles. Yeah. <laughs> yep, pretty much. I think, Helen, you're next. Okie dokie. Oh, your creation has a severe limitation. Why did you build in this limit? Oh, no. <laughs> just, just, just not enough knees. <laughs> We all know that rabbits have at least five knees in each leg. <laughs> in each leg. <laughs> oh, I love this. Um, a severe limitation. I'm trying to think of something that like isn't related to like limiting their movement, um, because obviously they're yeah fine. Like they they've run away. What if they they can't grow? <gasps> because of this mechanical core. Like they're they're limited in yeah what they can become. Yeah, maybe they they're stuck to always having four legs because of added like metal stuff. So they can't become like a bird or a fish or um or a humanoid. What do you think? Yeah. I quite like that. Does that limit limit their size as well? No, I don't think I don't think that, that he'll have gone that far. Okay. But I think, I think, I mean, it says, why did you build in this limit? And I think it's genuinely just like, he's not creative in that way. He was like, ah, four legs. Yes, that makes sense. Let's make them the best four legs we can think of. And sort of didn't take into account the fact that this is something that can change shapes and might not always want to be something that has four legs. (laughs) Especially if we're on an island surrounded by water. Yes. Mm. I like the idea that we had to put it on a boat and take it somewhere at some point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or it just walks along the, the floor of the sea. Oh. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, they probably don't need to breathe. Yeah. So this might be uh, a question to cut, but um, is it possibly that Hizuka sees them as less than a person? Like an, a, an, an animal? Um, yes. I think Hizuka sees them as like more more like uh like a robot AI that needs repairs. Mm. If that makes sense. Wow, I hate Hizuka now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. He's not a good person. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> what the hell? I also like the idea that that vague secret that Hizuka shouldn't have been on this project seems to be coming more and more true. <laughs> right? And everyone thought everyone thought Aklo was like the bad one. The wild card. <laughs> nope. I mean, Oculus still sucks. <laughs> we don't know that yet. I don't think. Maybe. I like the idea that in our house, it's like, what if I got humans to help me make an envoy? And then after this happens, like, I'm never doing that again. That was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bad humans idea. are bad. 
<laughs> oh wait, does that make it mine? My uh, card. Yes. Alrighty. <laughs> okay. Oh no. <laughs> I was gonna say I was waiting oh, no. for you to see it because <laughs> your creation killed someone. Oh why no. Did, why did this make you happy? <laughs> <laughs> Who did you tell about your feelings? Oh no. Oh. Oh gosh. Oh no, we're all terrible people. <laughs> oh no. Um Oh, oh god, I'm gonna have to think about that one. Yeah. Um it, it's worth saying that you can always pass a card and anyone can X a card as well if they just go, nope, let's not answer that. But also don't if you think that this is fun. <sighs> no, I think I think I think this is a really interesting angle for <laughs> Oof. Okay. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I can think of anything that that works. Actually, I might have to have to pass this one on. So, Ziz, do you want to take this one? Um, I don't. I don't know that I'm interested in a story mm. of Neps killing something and that making me happy. The only thing I can think of is like if a a weak envoy washed up on the shores and seeing that the envo- that that neps could take care of themselves but i don't it's also worth saying that this could be outside of the trail outside of the place as well while we're following neps yeah that's true this, yeah after, after they've escaped i'm equally just happy to exit as well yeah i feel like it doesn't quite fit in the kind of story that we're telling at the minute yeah. like it's quite a sharp left turn yeah i mean there's also there's also the final the, the final question which is do we destroy it or does it destroy us hmm. okay which i think this kind of sets that up a bit it sort of raises the stakes i mean so i could see an answer of like following their trail after pushing neps to leave and seeing the aftermath of something that could have been Nep's end. Oh, so if Nep's was in like a kill or be killed situation, you're happy that... Yeah, but I don't... It feels mm. like if... Because this question could come up in the other side of the game as like you kill something. I'd be very happy to exit on this side of the game and let the people mm. playing as Nep's decide whether that happens. Yeah. Almost feels like a more interesting thing. That sounds good. Do you want to draw a different card then? <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> oh. Your creation is beautiful. What about it do you find unbearably ugly? Um. Well, it's beautiful because it's alive and it grows and it flowers. Aww. But the thing about it that Vade finds ugly is the fact that they're independent that they can leave the garden that they can walk around and leave us and especially me mm. and i think yeah i think they secretly re- resent that we're such terrible parents i know <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't let you have all of the worst <laughs> i wasn't even intending to be the worst i was like i'll be some eccentric engineer person <laughs> and then I was like, no. <laughs> what if I was bad? Uh, what, what drew Vade here? Was Vade born here? Or did they come here themselves? Yeah, I think 
I think they were drawn here by by Anahas with promise of of new growth. Like they're they're a gardener. They've always been a gardener, and their only kind of interest is creating and discovering new things and and watching them grow and learning how to to tend to them. So this sort of promise of somewhere somewhere with new things to to grow and new new life to watch is what brought them here and i guess the follow-up is like is vade able to see their hypocrisy in that <laughs> i feel like i'm now doing like some sort of interrogation but <laughs> oh that's that's very good i think so you know the the question at the start was um before the creation came into being, you were lacking, and how has it completed you? And I mentioned oh, yeah. that um, Neps had sort of whispered secrets to Vade, secrets that they'd taken from from them, and sort of whispered their own secrets to them. And I think that was one of them, that hypocrisy, and the Neps understood that before Vade did, and tried to explain it to them. And that was just before Neps left, and Vade's still trying to come to terms with that. This is such a tragic story. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible people, tragic stories. These mm. swims your rituals. <laughs> oh, yeah, welcome to our show, Helen. <laughs> yeah, welcome to these swims your yeah. rituals, where everyone's terrible and we're all sad all the time. I thought it was really whimsical and cute. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I confess I haven't listened to an episode before. <laughs> <laughs> there, There are definitely... There are definitely whimsical moments, but mostly we're all just bad people. <laughs> Everyone's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Ziz, you're up next. Okay. There is something mesmerizing about your creation. What is it? Well, I imagine it's... I guess with spirit lines, with like threads of spirit, there is... Not that it's boring... But there's an expected pattern and an expected way that they move and change. But with Neps, I imagine that's completely different. Because not only is it, is there like a new creation and those connections being created and moving, but it's also adding things that are unexpected. So... I guess in a different way to when Hizuka or Vade are tuning, like either like pruning the branches or adjusting the mechanics. When Aklo actually interacts with Neps, it's just kind of like every time it's different and it's fascinating and could be scary, but isn't because this is exactly what Aklo's interested in and may also be helping it along the whole process of random gathering of unstable pieces of spirit that probably shouldn't all be together like the world's worst recipe <laughs> just kind of imagining ah you know it We'll add some pickles. I like some mango. I really enjoy the crunch of like this leaf, so that can go in here. 
just doing like a similar kind of thing. And then like every time Naps comes back going, oh, okay, cool. I wouldn't have thought to put some radish in, but radishes are great. <laughs> and half a bug. Excellent. What a great porridge. <laughs> Out of the group, is it only you that can really see this or notice this? Well, Anahus definitely can, I think. Yeah. And the others experience it, I think, as Nep's personality begins to shift. Um, Kind of, I imagine it's kind of like really drastic mood swings. Really temperamental. Because Nep's is kind of remaking themselves every day with a brand new salad. (laughs) So I think... That is somewhat apparent, but not as easily understood or just like seen. Do you do you still see it as see the spirit as threads, or does the uh, amalgam take a different shape in naps, or is it like a yarn ball almost? So you can still see the threads, but it's turned into something different. I I picture it as. Um, you know when you take a bunch of Christmas lights and you throw them in a box and you yep. bring them out the next year? That, but if it could also shift around a lot. So it's still it's still kind of strings, but it's every every time a new element gets added, it gets harder to see. Is it tangled in the ivy? Yeah. I like that. And I like the idea, like, because you know how t- Ivy has, like, those tendrils that can yeah. connect to things? Mm-hmm. Not all, but some of them the Ivy has n- attached to. So they become fixed. While others are still free-floating in this tangle of elements. And that's really exciting as Nep's somehow decides what are the important bits. I imagine if you can see Spirit Neps just looks incredible. Yeah. And potentially also terrifying. Because <laughs> nothing, even remnants. Remnants are huge, but there's like one anchor. Maybe a couple. But this is as many as possible in one tiny space. I can't wait for it to just turn up in places and people would be like, what what is this? <laughs> it turns up, you see it, and you're like, "What is this?" Have a really weird experience, and then like a week later, this walking island turns up with this these disgruntled scientists on. Like, have you have you seen have you seen uh like a a, a bunny made of ivy? <laughs> I, I think a couple disgruntled scientists and one really excited one. Ah. <laughs> uh. I don't know whether Inahus is like following Neps themselves or whether they've sent envoys. I, I probably sending envoys, but yeah. It's still a very good image to just imagine this giant crab walking across landscapes. <laughs> Your creation consumes something you loathe. Why do you hate that thing so? Ooh, that's good. That's a good one for a remnant. Yeah. What do I hate? Seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. They're just rubbish. Naturally. <laughs> like shit pigeons. <laughs> so I think 
I'm going to frame this through the journey we have following following Neps. I think I've maybe sent some of my en- envoys with you. And I think one of the things that I've sent is this envoy that walks a little bit like me on a load of load of legs, and then its body seems to be made out of coral reef and these things that vibrate some of the sounds. I think I've loaded it with sounds that Neps makes so it can hear my voice as I walk. And all around that is this hovering sphere of water, very like loosely formed. I imagine that's following you three as you try and track down Neps through the different territories and landscapes that it has explored. I think the thing that they've consumed that I loathe is probably bits of other territories that are sort of the antithesis of me. I think maybe there's like a great barren desert where I both hate it because it's dry and it's the opposite of the ocean in so many ways. It's As my envoy walks, I think the water begins to evaporate from it and it slows down and maybe at some point it just gets left stranded here. But I think I also hate it because the mood of this place is so insular. The remnant here... And the people here who have made their communities here just seem to be very focused on themselves and their own communities and are not very interested on looking out in the world. I think as this envoy that was sent out stumbles one day as you make camp and just stops stops moving anymore, just collapses, I think the final thing that it communicates to you all is that is that Neps has taken from this place as it has from the other places. And the version of Neps that you're going to find is going to be so different, so much less vibrant than the one that we sent out. Mm. And I think as you continue on your trail, you leave this envoy behind me. That's the last of my bodies that I sent out to look for Neps. I'm reliant on you three to to find and, and do what you will with our creation. Oh dear. Wow. This is not going to go well. (laughs) It's not going to go well. (laughs) So I think, Helen, you're next. Okay. And I have the Ace of Spades. Which is our final card. Yeah. Game over, man. Game over. (laughs) (laughs) It says, you have found your creation. Do you destroy it or does it destroy you? Is this for the whole group or is this just for me? I think the decision you make probably influences where we go with it Mm. but if it's interesting for you to ask what the others do i think go ahead but if you want to take an action take take the action personally i think that it destroys us and i kind of think that we deserve it (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah i i kind of i agree i think and i mean i guess we we find out in the next in the next episode, when the the others play, what it feels towards us and whether it will destroy us, but mm. yeah, do we move to destroy it? Um, Hisoka is probably not going to try and destroy it, but he is the one most hated by Neps, so I think Neps <laughs> fucks him up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, Neps already destroyed uh, Vade. With that whole hypocrisy secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think Vade would try to destroy it in the sense of trying to turn it back into what it was. Mm. 
not actually trying to kill them, but trying to reduce them back to the to to the thing they know, very selfishly. Yeah, and I mean, Hisoka won't want to destroy it because um, he wants to keep working on them. So, but that's probably how Hisoka gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> Are you both trying to just turn it back? Like yeah. trying to collect it, like pick it up. Yeah, yeah, trying to trying to trying, trying to cage them again. I guess almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what is Akola's role in this? Are they joining in? I don't know. Because it really depends what Naps is like now. Yeah. Because if it ha- if like this has gone too far, if Naps is no longer serving the same purpose of exploration and curiosity and learning, I think Akla would react extremely differently. Hmm. So maybe what we can do is, rather than making a solid decision here, we've got a rough idea of what of each of our approaches to Neps. Maybe in the Neps episode, we can we can see what we find. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I think we've got a good idea of how you three are approaching this situation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ready to destroy if needed.